Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. the Wallabally podcast had a little bit of a break last week um back again another week i'm joined by ant how are you doing yeah not too bad mate can he can he awesome uh, it's been a, an interesting couple of weeks in football but we're, as, as normally but it's actually been a very interesting couple of days yeah it's, is... it's been an interesting couple of 10 minutes as well <laughs> <laughs> um a lot to go through really uh with the um european super league so interesting, very interesting. Gary Neville uh, went a bit mental on Sky Sports about it. So did Jamie Carragher, to be fair, as as did uh, pundits on BBC. Um, very passionate, I think, very passionate plea in regards to trying to break away and do a European Super League with twelve clubs, twelve founding clubs. I mean, not to discredit Arsenal, but when has Arsenal been a a championship winning club in the last however long? I mean, they're currently what eleventh in the league. Well, to be fair though, they've won, they've won it more recently than Spurs. Exactly, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's we'll, we'll get on to that as well. I mean, maybe we should probably start with this first and foremost, and then go into the Super League. Jose is sacked. Mm, yeah, I mean, I can't see. I, I honestly can't see this being for results reasons because. Ah, they haven't been great. He hasn't been great for Spurs. Um, you know, the free-flowing football that Spurs had to play, yeah, you don't get that from Mourinho anymore. But to sack your manager six days before you're due to play your biggest game of the season, because it's the only thing they've got left for the League Cup final against City, for me, is it, it can't be for, for the results purposes. I, per, I personally think that Mourinho's probably said something against this you know, ESL that's going on, um, and probably being sacked for it. That's the only the only viable reason I can give for that. I can't 
see it being, oh, sorry, your results haven't been good, so we're going to sack you the week before we've, we're playing in a cup final. And it's ludicrous if that's the reason. It's it's, it's obviously something, there's some of that, I think there's some that's happened that we'll find out about eventually. But, um, yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, it doesn't come as a huge, the only shock is the timing of it. I, I probably would have got rid of Mourinho in January because, I mean, he's not he's not took them to the next level. Um I mean, I, I mean, you know, me and you, Gary, we, we talk quite regularly, you know, and I said when they got rid of Pochettino, it was a huge mistake. Massive, massive mistake. And I think Spurs are probably two or three years behind now just getting Mourinho in. You know, they've gone behind the likes of West Ham at Leicester in, in the league and it's going to take a while for them to recover because there's no way if they don't qualify for the Champions League, which is not looking great, there's no way Harry Kane's stopping there. And there's your best player gone. Do you think that so was what started um, it though? When it came out last week, I think in on Sky News notification that Harry Kane will look to leave if they don't qualify for Europe. But I mean Ryan Mason. I mean in all you know, all respect to Ryan Mason, but he's not going to get you know what, what? How many games have they got left? Six, six games. He's not going to be getting 15 to 18 points is he you know it, fair enough if they had if they had a manager to come in straight away or, or you know they had something lined up it's it's obvious that this is this is just a, a like on a whim kind of sacking because if you're going to sack somebody you've got someone lined up straight away you haven't got you know an under 19s coach you know to take their reins till the end of the season they've just given up that's all Spurs have done they've given up on the season knowing they're not going to make the Champions League and then um, whatever happens on Sunday happens on Sunday. You know, it's, it's a it's a one game it's one game shootout really with City. I mean, I think City will win quite comfortably, but it's a one game shootout. But for me, if if they're desperate to make the Champions League, the five points off now, I don't think they're going to get into the Champions League. You know, at all. Why why sack your manager when that's that's the end game when they know they're going to lose game? I think I think they've just given up, completely given up. On well, the season, do you and... think they've do you think they've sacked him because if he wins the if he wins the cup final at the weekend with Spurs, obviously it's the first cup they've won in a long time. Um, do you think that makes it harder for Levy to get rid of him? No, no, not at all. I, 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 I don't. Um, listen, I mean Mourinho is going to come away of this a very wealthy man, you know, wealthier. Fifteen million. He'll, out, get an, he'll get another job somewhere. Maybe not in England. I think this. I think he's done in England now. I think uh, you know with you know the Man United job, Chelsea. Chelsea have got driven twice, haven't they now? Um, I don't think his style of football is um, suited now for the English league. Um, you know, it's very defensive. It's very quite boring to watch. I think, um, and especially for a top six, seven side. It's it's pretty dull. So I think he's done in England. I think he'll get a, you know a nice he'll get a nice job somewhere else. You know in in the league got likes stuff like that. You know Italy. He might get a good job in Italy or well he's or won in, for uh, Rand. He's won. Hansi Flick's leaving to take over Germany. Bayern Munich maybe. Maybe yeah, but I can't possibly possibly yeah. I don't think he'll um, take that job. I I think that that kind of job's passed him now, and I think if anyone there gonna look at Julian Nagelsmann maybe. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think Spurs have got to get this appointment right. And like I say, I don't think it was suited to begin with. Um, I, I, just, I just, I can't for the life of this thing why you would get rid of Pochettino 
for 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 Jose Mourinho, who you know is a defensive minded manager. When you want, when I mean Spurs haven't got very good defensive players anyway, and rely a lot on Harry Kane and so and Son and and players like that who. But they've been starved of any service this season. I mean, he's dropped Deli Ali from for the. I don't know why. Um, he's they signed Gareth Bale on loan. Who you know, Mourinho didn't want Gareth Bale on loan because he never played him. Um, and it's just, it's 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 just it's strange. It's been a strange season for Spurs, and like I say, they're going to lose the best player at the end of the season anyway. So it's a massive rebuild job for whoever, for like whoever's got that. Our game's two one, by the way. Now live update. <laughs> Oh, we're getting beat, are we? Well, it was 1-1, but now we've just scored 2-1. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, something to do. All right, I haven't got a clue. Uh, Josh Margenta scored um, for Hull, and then we've just came back there and got the second one now. I don't know who scored it yet, though. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt, on. though, but um, <laughs> I heard live update there. It's all going on. It's all going <laughs> Massively on. Massively going oh, on. Something. But um, I, I mean, like you say there, I think maybe Bill was just a, it was a signing to maybe just sell shirts, really. I mean, he didn't really have the best of relationships with Deli Ali. so has people went and said something to Levy and then Levy's got rid of them? No, no, because it would have got done in January, you yeah. know what I mean? If, if they were going to sack him for, like, a results-based sacking, they would have done that in January and then yeah. they'd have got a chance to get someone in and get a couple of players in or whatever. This, is, this has been... It's either a player mutiny where the players refuse to play under him, which is not on, yeah. Or because he's refused to have anything to do with this, you know, ESL that we're going to get into in a minute, you know. And I think it's like I think it's like I don't think he. Uh, the thing is with Jose Mourinho, he's a very, you know, he, he he's very much a historian in the football. When he, when he goes to clubs, he gets, um, you know, he gets involved in the history and he understands the history, he understands you know the football history and everything like that, which is great. Yeah. Um. And I think I think that's why I think you know that story that's gone out that he's refused to have anything to do with them. They've just sacked him. I I can see some truth in that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, I've got Daniel a... Levy strikes us as a person who isn't the most, um, you know, integral. You know, integrity is not really massive on him, so um, it wouldn't have wouldn't surprise us at all, to be honest. I mean, like I say, I can understand it. I could have understood it if it was six, seven weeks ago, and I would have probably agreed with it, but. Not before you play in the cup final. It's you know to get all the way to that final and sack your manager and replace him with it. Like I say, I mean Ryan Mason's a great you know good good coach. You know was a, a decent football. I'm sure he was a nice bloke. But what qualifications has he got? Twenty nine you know years old. His first game's going to be a cup final. Yeah, and uh, big big that. It's very big for him. He's he's very underqualified for it though, isn't he? You know yeah. what I mean? And nah, I just I just think it's been. Something that's that's happened over the last couple of days, and we'll like I say, we'll eventually. It always comes, it always comes out that yeah. you know I mean, something's gone on. Do you think and, he and, was and we'll bothered? eventually know about it? Do you think he was even bothered? I mean, the way he went on with Gary Cotterall from Sky Sports News. I mean, like he was probably humble and having a laugh with him about it, uh, and like how they're always in his face and stuff. And like what Gary Cotterall said, I thought it was kind of true. It was like you deserved it to like have a go at the cup final at least, but. Like, you didn't seem that bothered. He just had that smile on his face where, like, I don't know. To me, I just don't right. think... I think he knew it must have been coming for a while. To be honest, mate, if I got sacked and off from my job and got paid 14 million quid, I'd probably have a smile on my face. And I'll be totally honest with you. <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> yeah, I think, like... yeah, I think it was probably a relief for him as well. I think he's probably uh, happy to go, you know, but... 
you know, they, you've got to give them that cup final. You know, sacking off the cup finals, they lose. Sacking after then, you know, your season's finished. Yeah, uh, you, you could have just said, look, have this game and walk away if you don't win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been nothing. It's them, a I bit guess. shit. It's a bit shit on Mourinho. Like, and I mean, I'm not Mourinho's biggest fan, but yeah. you know, he's um, you know, he's won everything. He's won Champions League medal, Champions League winners medals. You know, as a manager, everywhere he's been. So you know, he's obviously done something right. Yeah. Ah, well, like, wishing, obviously, the best and stuff. Uh, we'll see who Spurs get. Be an interesting one, but obviously they're not going to appoint anyone now till the summer. So, Ryan Mason's got the job till the end of the season. But we'll, we'll, we'll uh, another day, we'll cover a podcast of who that's who's going to get that job, I guess. Mm. But we'll go on to, uh, obviously, the big talking point. The very big talking point. <laughs> European, and I quote, air quote, European Super League. What's your thoughts, and? Um, but it's disgusting to be honest. Um, you know, it's this is the problem with, for me, the, the British clubs anyway, and I know obviously we're gonna go in, we're gonna get into there is, you know, we're we're recording now on a Tuesday evening, and and it's obviously there's there's, it's, it's not gonna happen anymore. Yeah. But how, I mean, this has been in, I think this has been in the, the planning for 10, 11 years, right? That they've they've wanted to do this. Now, the problem is that you've got. Our, our like the this this sorry top six or whatever they call the 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 big six in England, got City, United, um, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, and Arsenal, and they're all owned by by foreigners. You know it's foreign investment. You know you look at like Chelsea got the ball rolling with with Abramovich with his oil money. You know the the Americans own own Man United, you know, a Saudi investment owns City, Americans own Liverpool, some bloke who lives in the Bahamas owns Tottenham. And it's like, I don't think these people get what football means to this country, you know. Treat and, it like a business, don't they? It is, yeah. And and I you probably, you know, the way football is, it probably you probably need to treat it like business, but I don't think that they're educated enough to have a say in it, you know, like... But the, I mean, the problem is, I mean, Man, the main, the main kind of instigator for Man United was Ed Woodward, who was English. So, and he's just designed. And I mean, it's just it. I mean, how you can kind of yeah belittle your your fans, your people who pay the money, the people who kind of you know give you this opportunity to go and sign these players, the people who come back. Day after day, and how after everything that we've gone through this last year and it pans out, we haven't been able to go and watch our teams play, and how they can decide this six games before a season is going to end is absolutely deplorable, you know. And, and it's it just leaves a really rotten, rotten taste in your mouth that there's teams willing to do that. But I mean, United have had United have had history doing this anyway when they played in that Club Cup around ninety nine two thousand. And didn't and for for go the FA Cup. They didn't want to play the FA Cup. I think they wanted to buy into the fourth round of the FA Cup. So they want to play this, you know, club cup trophy because they've never been in it before. I'd say no, you know, it's it's just it it gives it, it's basically a, a massive finger up to tradition in uh, in English in English football, and it's not on really. And I mean, I, I hope if it does go ahead, I hope the FA. Literally just kick kick all of them out of the league. That's what I would do. I would just say, nah, you're not getting any money off us. Yeah, you know, I mean, take all the television money away from them, dock them the points, refuse that the players play for England. I would be doing as much as it would be harsh on the player, 
but it gives that player the choice. Yeah, whether or not because they want to leave you, the club or not. Exactly. I mean, you ask. I mean, from what we've heard from this this week, obviously, Klopp came out yesterday and said he didn't know anything about it. I think Tuchel said that. Solskjaer, I think Solskjaer was playing a very, very good game. But these managers don't know about it. So who's making these decisions? Who's took the decision to, to say, you know what, we're going to join this ESL? They haven't, they haven't negotiated with the fans, you know, or even fan groups. Um, you know, they've just literally thought, you know what, we're going to earn a bit of money doing this, earn more money, and completely fuck the English league up and what and whatever um, leagues that the other teams come from. And I can understand to a degree why Barcelona and Real Madrid want to do it because they're skint, <laughs> and um, you know, but why would Man City, who, you know, are um, owned by, you know, oil tycoons and one of the richest, you know, one of the richest clubs in the world. Why would they want to join? They want to join. Um, it's 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 just mental. I think it's it's awful, really. And if it doesn't go ahead, Gary, there'll be something else. And that's what worries me about this game now. There's always something else. And it's all just money, 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 you know. And But we've let it. We've let it get get this way, you know. We've let Sky take over for, you know, as many years as what Sky's took over, you know. Even the Premier League, I mean, the Premier League, going back to 1992, was born out of because the top leagues wanted, the top teams in like what was the old Division One wanted more money. So they wanted a, a platform to get more money from Sky. So when Sky was getting big, you know, this Premier League was formed and the Premier League... Paid um, Sky paid a shitload of money to the Premier League and shitload of money to these clubs, which has allowed these clubs to, you know, get these owners in, and that that's basically what's happened. So it's kind of contradictory for the FA to say, "No, this is the disgrace and stuff," and Sky to come out and say it's a disgrace when they've done the same thing. Um, but you know, bygones, you know, it's it's just mental. It's, I mean. If it goes ahead, then that's it for football. I mean, oh, you look at like you look at the likes of Berry who've gone out of business. That'll be probably half of the football pyramid, and grassroots level will be gone. So we won't be getting this. You know, we we, we discussed you and Carl discussed the likes of Mason Mountain and Phil Borden who have come through the academy because the academy was given money by the owners. That'll gone. That'll be gone. We won't get this new. We won't get any new Phil Fordens. We won't get any new Mason Mounts. Because the money will not be there anymore, so they won't be able to develop them as much. You know, it's it's just it's it's awful. It's disgusting. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think when you when you're looking at it and you're reading about it at the moment, and everything's coming out of the woodwork for this now, I think, in my honest opinion, you can tell that the instigators of this are the are the Glazers and Fiorentino Perez. You can just tell mm-hmm. that they're the ones who have instigated. Like Florentino Perez has came out and said this morning. Um, that they're doing this to save football because football is, is, is a, it's a dying game that the fans aren't interested in it no more. And, like, like how can you say that? Like, I honestly don't get it, how it, you can say that. You know what? I mean, this is, like, this is just contradict everything what he's just said there, right? I mean, I've, obviously, like, we, we support Sunderland, so I support Sunderland, right? And I've watched, obviously, Bad and Ice because we said we'd record this, so I'm not watching... Some of them take on Hull, and I'm literally sat here on John Tenhook, sat on the edge of my bed. I've missed one game, bar this one tonight, this season, and I've paid £10 every single game to watch it because I want to watch my football team. So how on earth you can have the gut, have the gall to say that football's dying? It might be in Spain. It might be in, you know, but 
it's not in England. You know, the, for me, the appetite for football is is as big as what it all. We're probably bigger than what it always has been. And and I bet you any you know any kind of you know dime you want to put on that every single ground at the start of you know next season if fans are allowed in will be absolutely jam packed because everyone be. has missed yeah. it. So that's just awful what he's just said about that. And that's just an uneducated person in a high ranked position talking shit. It shows how much football owners know about football. You know, the great Len Shackleton said that um, in his book. He wrote a chapter in his book that said what the average footballer knows about football and left the, left the page blank. And he's absolutely fucking dot on because they know nothing. I just don't get how you know, they're just can say businessmen. That. I don't know. I don't get how he can say that because he knows nothing about the English game. He's he's been in the Spanish game for a long time, and all he knows is La Liga. He does not know Serie A. He does not know yeah. the English Premiership. So for him to turn around and say the game's dying and we need to do this, we need to save football. It's it's ridiculous. It's an absolute disgrace that they want to do that. Like, yeah. It comes it from a man who's money. never spent a you know a cold weekend in November in Stoke. Uh, you know what I mean? The, the horrible games to go to, him, but. You know, you still go. You know, it's he's saying that. I mean, he's probably saying that. You know, because he's threatened by Barca and Real uh, uh, losing their stranglehold on the Liga. You know, like you know, Atletico are coming and looking like a good side, and there will be in two or three years' time better sides than them too, because the money that they've had's dried up, and um, that you know the the likes of, of Ronaldo's already left, but you know, Messi will eventually Barcelona, and. You know these great, great players, these great, great teams will be average again. You know, and that's probably what he's scared of. Uh, I think I think you're right in saying that. Like, definitely. Like, I just I just think what what he said is like just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, like, you're never gonna see Fiorentino Perez at a piss, like a game where it's absolutely pissing down that in Stan in Stanley's. You know what I mean? Like, it's just disgraceful. But obviously, coming out tonight as well is Chelsea and Man City announcing that they're announcing their intentions not to go ahead with this European Super League. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. So I wonder what's happened there for them to want to back out. Um, I think it, do you know what I think it's probably been the absolute backlash by pretty much everybody in the game. Um. I mean, no one that I've kind of known or seen or anyone I've seen, pardon me, anyone I've seen on television, this is coming from, you know, like, you know, clever people in the sport who literally are all against it. You know, everyone's against it. You know, you know, Gary Lineker, you know, who's, you know, host Max the Day, very intelligent bloke. You know, he's he's completely been against it. You know, the managers, every time the managers come out, Pretty much every single fan who you speak to are like, no, it's 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 disgusting. And um, I mean, you looked at the Chelsea supporters tonight. I mean, as much as you should, they shouldn't be doing that. The protest, with everything, what's going on at the moment. Um, but I mean, I'm pretty confident. Like, like I mean, I kind of think you know Chelsea fans going to protest about something with money is a bit rich. But you know, unintended there. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. But, but ev- like I say, every single footballing person has has said no, and rightfully so because everyone's worried about what this will do to the game. Um, so, it, but but then that begs the question of who thought it was a good idea in the first place, and it's it all comes down to it's these owners or these you know people in high rank positions 
of clubs who know absolutely nothing about the game. And that's what needs to change. You know, it needs to, like, kind of... I think um, I think they were on about in, in Parliament the other day that they're, they're going to try and, you know, maybe, like, the, the maybe kind of turn it into the German model where it's, you know, is it the, fifth, the 59 rule, the 51 rule, it's called, where no one got one more than 50% of the club and you have to let the fans... You know, have, you have to let the fans in and let the fans know what's going on. Maybe this is what the English football needs to do because there's far too many people in very, very, you know... Yeah, is it the 50 plus one rule that you're on about there? Yeah, the 50 plus one rule, that's the one, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, because there's people in high-ranked positions who are threatening the very existence of this football, of the, of our game. And for that, that, for me, something needs to change. You know, whether it be for the whether it be for the worse for football owners and there's less money, but it would be the better, I guarantee it'd be better for the game. You know, it'd be better for, you know, the likes of the, you know, the likes, of, I mean, we're looking at the top four in, in, in England at the minute. We've got Leicester and West Ham in there. I mean, that's class. That's mint. It's great to see. I mean, as much as I can't stand West Ham, but it's great to see them up there, you know, battling for this top four. West Ham you know, are doing Ever- Everton, <laughs> Everton are up there, you know, Leeds, Leeds are in the top 10, you know, and, and Leeds came up. From from the league last season, came up from the championship, and they're in the top ten, level on points with you know in inverted commas one of the top six in Arsenal, level on points for them, you know, and it's um yeah, I mean it it, it took and and I, I will say for, ev- for for you know everything that's that's been going on and with the pandemic and everything for everyone to be united on this, you know, for everyone to really come back and say no, this isn't on, and actually it has. You know, caused caused something because we've seen City come out of it and Chelsea are coming out of it. You know, it won't go ahead. And you know, well done for you know the people involved for literally standing up for yourselves and standing up for the game. You know, because it, it's 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 proven that money can't buy everything. Yeah, I kind of see Man United backing down though, or at least not not Man United yeah. as such, but the owners, Glazers. I kind of see them backing down. The I thing think... is, as well, what what would be interesting is you know i mean i personally think the likes of man city and chelsea have looked at these potential ramifications that could happen and said oh no sod this we don't want anything to do with this but should we punish them anyway for, for starting it all in the first place i think you know 100%, should percent yeah yeah and Point you know because they've, they've threatened the existence of this football of, of our football of our game now now that's it's probably not going ahead and everyone's come back with the tail between their legs. Is it going to be, oh, don't worry, everything, everything's hunky-dory, you know, um, go on and, and do as what you were doing and stuff like that? No. Because, you know, it's um, like kind of, it's too little too late, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. I mean, if this was me, what I'd be looking to do if like I was in charge of FIFA or the FA um, personally is like, I would just have went to these clubs straight away and went, look, if you want to make a decision to join this European Super League, you've got time to make that decision. But from now on, you're effectively suspended from the Premier League. So you won't play and you'll yeah. forfeit your games. You'll forfeit your games in the Champions League um, until you make that decision. And they're going to think, oh, crap, like we need to make somebody. We're not going to get any TV rights. Take the TV rights off them anyway, to be honest. like It's absolute disgrace what they're trying to do. They're trying to overthrow the game by thinking they're absolute world powerhouses to be able to go off and mm-hmm. build their own league and then eventually drop out of the league. Let's establish new giants in this league and just tell Chelsea, tell Man City, obviously granted they're not going to be in it now apparently, 
tell other teams that are in it, just you know what, just go and do what it is you want to do and play in Friday yeah. games every week uh, weekday. Yeah, but I mean, it is well. I mean, you look at like, I mean, the one, the one that's really like kind of irked me is Tottenham, because I mean, Tottenham. I mean, I'm 35 and I'm struggling to remember what Tottenham have won. You know, (laughs) you know, but but the kind of like it's kind of like the history of the club. I mean, like it's like I say, I'm Sunderland fan. Sunderland won six league titles. Yeah, long before I was born. But Sunderland were a more successful club than Tottenham. What what a Tottenham gauging a success. You know what I mean? That they've gone in the Champions League once or twice. You know what? What? How is that successful? You, you also runs in a league that's been won by somebody else. Just because you've like you've qualified, and this is probably what the issue is that it's now become more important in England to qualify for the Champions League than to win the FA Cup. You know that's probably what started everything off. Where you know everyone was playing, you know, Wigan sides for the. Um, for the FA Cup, and you know they still do. You know that's been completely devalued. You know because the money's not in it. It's become too much money oriented at the Premier League, and that's why you're seeing the likes of you know the great clubs like Nottingham Forest and you know Sheffield Wednesday who were struggling. You know these are big side, big clubs. You know with a lot of history, and are struggling. You know they're out, they're out the football league. You know they're out the football league. They're out the Premier League and and things like that. And it's it's a bit sad to see because it has come. It's become so money orientated, and it's not really, it's not really the game that I certainly grew up watching, and that it, we're kind of bringing in a new generation now, where it's just going to be like, oh well, you know, it's just all about money signing, you know, players for one hundred and twenty odd million quid, which it's a bit, it's a bit shit to be honest. Uh, yeah, there's rumours as well that Liverpool's going to drop out by Friday. Um, so that would be interesting. That would leave Arsenal, Tottenham, and uh, Man United, if that was to be the case. Um, very, very interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, there was a unanimous vote as well today, where all other fourteen Premier League clubs vigorously, vigorously rejected Premier uh, Super League plans. Not Premier League plans. Sorry, Super League plans. Um, one hundred percent right in doing so. I reckon you know if there's a points deduction coming in for those six clubs. Do you think those fourteen clubs are going to vote unanimously for that, or suspensions of that, uh, any sort? I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be totally against them doing that. Um, you know, listen, if if you know, if I was the chairman of of one of them sides, say if I'm chairman of Burnley or something like that, right? And I've just seen, you know, these six, these six teams say, oh, you know what, fuck, fuck you, fuck. Not the rest of you, we're going to go to this league and earn a lot of money. But we want to play Burnley on a on a Saturday and probably play our reserve team because we've got our, we've got Barcelona on the on the Tuesday in the ASL. I'd be telling them to fuck off. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, let's 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 get some restrictions in. You know, let's um, let's let's fuck them like how they fucked us really because that's all that these six were going to do. You know, these six didn't care about your Burnleys and your Wolveses and your your Palaces and your Southamptons and your Newcastles. All they cared about was themselves. You know, they didn't care about this English league. They didn't care about, you know, potential ramifications. Like, you know, they, didn't, they probably didn't care about, you know, poor old Forest Green in League Two, who probably would have ceased to exist. They didn't give a fuck. So, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them, <laughs> fuck them where, where, it, where it hurts, in the wallets, in the pockets, and then let's see what happens. Nah, I totally, totally agree with you. I mean... Uh... Carvey Solihull of uh, Sky reported that the the fourteen clubs are um the anger's not towards 
the clubs themselves, but it's more towards the breakaway owners and the stories that mm-hmm. they won't be welcome at the stadium. So going forward, let's hypothetically say that this eventually falls through. Um, going forward, can you see those 14 clubs willing to do business with the clubs that want to remain in it? Um, so as transfers go, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll probably hike the prices up of someone like um, someone like Nick Pope or something like that. It's probably hiked his price up, um, you know, um, which is fair, fair enough, you know. Um, but I'm not sure. I think any, I'm not sure the now that if if it doesn't go ahead, I'm not sure the if the the Premier League will have the guts to kind of go ahead with any any ramifications because then they'll be, to be fair they'll probably be cutting the nose off despite the first really if if this, if this doesn't go ahead and the Premier League then sanction the likes of City United they're probably thinking there's no money there's no pardon me there's no money going in but I will say this it, it probably goes to show why these five clubs were so against the um, the Newcastle takeover yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes you wonder what what uh, what went on. I guess really. I mean, probably felt a bit threatened. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would agree with that as well. To be fair, um, be interesting as well to see what would happen with potential TV rights if it does go ahead. I mean, we're thinking probably is way into the future and it's probably going to fall through in all honesty. But do you do you see the? These breakaway chairmans and presidents of these clubs uh, trying to go for someone like B in sports and trying to stay away from BE and Sky and ESPN and Amazon. Like, who do you think could come out of the woodwork with that? Is this for what? What for television rights for the ESL? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Amazon are completely involved in it. I really do. I think Amazon have probably looked at it and thought this is our um, as our way in hugely. To um, you know, to be the superpower of football. To be honest, I don't think being sports will have anything to do with it. I don't think they. I think I think they've already washed the hands of it anyway. Um, you can tell by the the outrage that's come on on, on Sky and um, you know all the Sky pundits being totally against that. Sky have got absolutely nothing to do with it, and it's the same with BT. You know, likes of Chris Sutton and Robbie Savage have come out against it. You know, I don't think it's any of like you know the the British based. Um, sports providers. I think I honestly think it'll be Amazon, um, or or a huge pay per view kind of um franchise like that'll want to get involved. What in about the zone? That's Eddie Hearn's thing, isn't it? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. But the, like I say, the way Sky have pretty much washed the hands of it. I mean, like what I, I watched a little bit of Sky Sports News before when uh, Chelsea had pulled out and. The Sky presenters were were doing laps, really. You know what I mean. So I don't think it's got much to do with them. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to put you in a position here, and uh, by asking this question, I'm curious how you could even answer it, or if you could answer it. So if I put you in this position where you're the owner of one of these clubs, how do you justify leaving to go and form a breakaway league, if you even can? Well, they'll justify. They'll justify because they'll they'll do what what Perez has said. It's a new, you know, it's a new thing for football. They'll probably compare it to something like the hundred in in cricket, which isn't isn't a breakaway league from from the cricket. They're they're still, 
you know, it's just more, it's not more of like a franchise kind of thing. So they'll probably compare it to something like that. But they'll just want to say, look, it's something that, you know, they'll probably blame it on the Champions League not being as, you know, being as um, competitive as it was or something like that. It, but it's 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 money. That's all it is, and they can come out and say whatever they want, you know. But it's money, and that's the only reason why it's been, why it's got as far as what it has. It's driven by greed. And, you know, when you're in a position of having a lot of money, you always want more. And that's all it is. It's just greediness and uneducated people. Um, not, not uneducated in a, in a sense of, you know, listening to them in high-powered jobs have obviously, you know, got a very good education behind them. However, people who don't know or are very, very um, ignorant of the fact that football has history in, in this country. You know, uh, but a lot of people probably don't know the history of football beyond 1992 when the Premier League came out so um, you know that that's all it is it's just it's it's based on greed and, and want for for more of what you've got yeah I, I agree I mean like they can come out and say that the Champions League format as of 2024 is going to destroy the game but what these owners are trying to do and these people that's involved is destroying the game now, yeah, I mean the Champions League format isn't much better, yeah. to be honest. But um, you know, they, they they all just need to get the get the put their egos aside, get all their heads around one table, and and come up with something. You know, if they're not happy with the Champions League, then come up with something that's a little, you know, work together. And, yeah, exactly, that's exactly you know, what come I was up with something. Say. I mean, personally, I don't see anything wrong with the current Champions League format. You know, I think it's quite exciting, the group stages and then into the knockouts. I, I always find the Champions League relatively exciting. You know, it's, it's moved to BT and I don't, I don't pay BT. I don't watch BT as, as much as, you know, fans do or whatever. So I've not really watched much Champions League bar the finals for the last, you know, four or five years. But when it was on, you know, when ITV had it, you know, when you, you got it for free and, you know, to a certain extent when Sky had it, I enjoyed watching the Champions League. It was nice, you know, it was nice being a... You know, in 1999, man, you know what have been a 13 year old lad watching, you know, a team win in Europe, which was, you know, which was a first. You know, seeing you know Solskjaer scoring in the last minute was exciting. Even though you know I'm a, I'm a Southern support, yeah. that was exciting to watch. Um, but they've they've got to get the heads around, you know, get all the head, get all the heads around one table and come up with a with something that they can all agree on because obviously they're not all agreeing on this Super League because it's. It's only twelve teams, so it's uh it's uh yeah, at least I mean at least one good thing can come of it. At least Vince McMahon's XFL isn't the worst idea <laughs> ever in sports history. <laughs> that's that's folded as well, hasn't it now? Ah, uh, that's a folded twice. <laughs> well, I, uh, I remember reading something about that a while ago, how like he would folded it and people were people trying to sue him or your damn money or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, you never know. He might, he might create his XFL Super League one day, maybe. But I, um, but no, I'm pretty sure there'll be loads of developments with this. Uh, obviously, from time of recording it on a, a Tuesday night there at ten to nine, um, for when we put this out, which will be tomorrow. I'm gonna get it out for Wednesday, um, but I'm sure there'll be more developments, and then when we do another podcast recording, I'm I'm sure we'll cover this a little bit more. Because there'll be much more development uh, in regards to it. You know, probably something there's rumours Liverpool's going to drop out by Friday. So, 
We'll see. It might be completely dead in the water and, by and next hopefully, week. And hopefully, Gary, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt there, and hopefully all of these people that have made these decisions, like the likes of Ed Woodward and, you know, is it Allegri or whoever, Juventus, hopefully all of these people, and I, I really hate to use the word people, but hopefully all of these, you know, money-greedy tosses are out of jobs and are out of football for good and can go and, you know, do whatever they want, but just get out of our sport because we don't want you. Exactly. Well, they, they had great positions in FIFA and UEFA and stuff, didn't they? And mm-hmm. then they've went and resigned from them for a league which may not even start now. So all they've done is shot yeah. themselves in the foot, really, if, effectively, haven't they? So what they're going yeah, to do, exactly. get their places back on the board for those said com- uh, them said organisations? No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I that ain't going to happen. Sale, no, it? That but I, well, no. I'm sure there'll be more developments, and uh, you know the Instagram page and the Twitter page will be covering all that as well. Um, but I, uh, nice to have a little bit of a rant with you tonight. To be fair, about this, <laughs> I know, uh, I, I know, I've spoken a lot here, Gary, but um, yeah, it it needed to be said. I think, and no, uh, I mean, it's thank hard. God, thank God, like I think common sense is prevailing with some of these clubs, and. Well done to everyone who has spoken against it. And, you know, as much as I don't want to see protests going on in, in a pandemic, but good on people who are doing that. And good on for, you know, everyone for kind of sticking together and standing up for something that we believe so highly in. And, you know, I saw James Milner's interview last night and that was mint for me, you know, for for, for that. like, And this, comes, this is a bloke, James Milner, who's earned a lot of money in football. Football's been good to him and... You know, it's shown that it's not just about the money. You know, these players actually give a fuck, and right. Patrick um, Bamford as you know, well. And, and that's it's, it. It is refreshing to see. Yeah, Patrick Bamford as well. He did a good interview where he covered like yeah, he did. the actions yeah. that has been taken just to prevent this league, as per, for example, the race um, discussion as well. Like, why couldn't these things like this happen for racism in sport? Like, more mm-hmm. does need to be done for as far as racism, racism in sport, it needs to be done. Um, we definitely need to cover that a lot, lot more. Um, rather than protests for a super league, I think racism in sport is much, much bigger problem. Definitely. Um, but all these players and all these managers now coming out and kind of protesting against it, which is the right thing to do. Um, definitely, like needs to be done, and I, I'm, I'm sure it'll probably crumble by this time next month. If I'm being honest, but but time will time will be seen on that. I guess really. But uh, yeah, I think we've we've spoke here for forty one minutes, and I think if all honestly, out of all of the podcasts we've done, this is probably the most passionate one, and we've literally <laughs> it's just been two mates literally talking about what's currently going on in the world, yeah. whereas we might do a little bit of research on statistics, for example. This one has just been forty one minutes of ranting about how much of a disgrace this European Super League would be, and the people who's involved in it should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Hang your heads, hang your heads, simple as. I think that's a good way to end it, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and literally don't come up with any stupid, stupid ideas, you know, about money and greed, and just remember that, you know, also remember that you guys are just temporary custodians of these football clubs. You don't own them. You're temporary custodians. You know what I mean? The fans own football. You know, the fans are football, not you lot, right? So take ease. Exactly. I mean, it was Matt Bushby that said, uh, "Without football, uh, without fan, without fans, football's nothing." Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. 
Without football, without fans, football's nothing. And you know what? 100% right, to be yeah. fair. Just just because you own a club, it doesn't mean that, you know, just just, just because, you know, you own a, a football club, that doesn't mean that you have, you know, full say of what goes on, you know, and you're not going to be here forever, and but the clubs will be here forever. And the fans and the generations of fans that get brought into, um, you know, the love of the game by the dads, the granddads, the mums, the, you know, the aunties, the sisters or whatever, you know, because you always remember your first game and everything like that. And you can't take their memories away from football fans just because you've got a little bit of money behind you. Because, you know, football is just much more about how much money you've got. No, and, it's, it's, um, it's about you know, community. It's about like... Yeah, it's about so much more, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not about. I mean, don't get me wrong with these owners. It's about greed, but yeah, the football with the fans is about. It's about the football. It's about the community. Yeah. It's about the pride and the passion and everything about that. At the end of the day, mate, if you're a kid going to going to a football game, you'll still get the same thrill of supporting the likes of Grimsby and the same enjoyment of supporting the likes of Grimsby than you than you are of Man City. You're still. You still, there's no difference. You're still a football fan going to watch your club, and that's what will always be in football. It'll always be the fans going for, you know, going for the first time, going because they fucking love to go, you know, with the family and whatever. That'll always stay. These owners who think that the, you know, think that they're better than the club or whatever, will only be here temporarily. So it's time for you to actually listen to the fans and listen to, you know, t- and kind of, you know. Take make decisions based on what the fans want, not what you want, and what will line your pockets more. And if one good thing comes of this, that that's what will probably be. Where if if you piss fans off, if you piss, you know, your base off, they're going to tell you about it. Which which for me, I think is just unbelievable. Well, so you, well, you've seen yeah, that tonight, that, haven't you, with protests? I mean, the, the power of the exactly. Fans, it's very, it is very powerful. Um, and it's obviously made Chelsea think twice about wanting to do this and also Man City. Because Man City's probably thinking, you know, when they play, that the same thing's going to happen. And Man United and Tottenham and Arsenal. Like, it, they're all going to think that the same thing's going to happen and they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, we need to be careful. Obviously, Liverpool last night, they, they took the banners down. They, they took the banners. Yeah. And they want to take all the I think it's down. for this weekend, I think. Um, the cup against Newcastle, I think. Yeah. They want the banners, all the, all the banners taken down. Yeah. Um. Totally. So fair. Good on them. Good on them. Good on everyone who, like I say, who stood up for it. Right. And um, like I say, it'll. It's more. It's it matters more than just how much money you've got. And it's, it's this is proving it. So it's, yeah. it's great. You know, I'm good. I'll keep repeating myself, mate. So I'll let you finish up. <laughs> no, no. Football's. Uh, it's definitely more about what the fans think, and then it is money, and you can't ever take that away from from a fan from two, three years old to a fan that's 85 years old who's went to support the team all life, went and sat in, you know, in the stands at the, the at Roker Park and then went to the Stadium of Life. Do you know what I mean? You, you kind of take them kind of memories away from people regardless of what these people with this mon- with money think they can. But we'll, we'll leave it at that. Absolute mic drop. It's a disgrace what's going on. Mm. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks it's, it's fell through and then on a, on a podcast in the future we'll talk about how it's a good thing that it's actually fell through. And the game's kind of been saved, at least, I guess. But we'll, we'll leave it at that. I'll let you go watch the second half of the Sunderland Bowl game, mate. Cheers, <laughs> mate. Take care. Thanks, right, everybody.